The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Tuesday Travel on The Hard Shoulder. So, Fionn Davenport, we are going to Madrid. We are going City to Madrid. City I've never been to. And my favourite European capital. Is it? Yes. Rome is mine. Yeah, it's. I love Rome. I, I Yeah, it's it's a toss-up really between the two. Mm. Um, Rome is kind of a, a well-organised chaos. Yeah. Madrid is, although similar in size, you know, three odd million people. Madrid feels more compact, even though Madrid's big, you know, like, you know, like you're stretching from one end of the city to the other. But, but kind of from a tourism perspective, central Madrid is fairly manageable. Yeah. Um, it also, unlike Rome, and this isn't me denigrating Rome, by the way, but unlike Rome, it has a really evolved and very well-developed public transport system. So the metro is terrific. So you can get mm. pretty much anywhere you want on the metro. Okay. Across the entire city. And that's, it's a really easy place to explore. So when is the best time of year to explore? Um, well, now. April, May is lovely. It's nice and warm, but it's not the, the summer heat. So once July and August come in, then your temperature's topping the upper 30s, even the low 40s. And even though it's a dry heat, you speak to, to people in Madrid and they're like, they're out the city as fast as they can come the summer heat. It's, it's, it's a city that doesn't have um, great PR. No, and that's a very compared good point. To other, the big so say, European for example, capitals. compared to Paris, right? Yes. Okay. So Paris is obviously one of the most famous cities in the world. Even. It doesn't even get nearly the same number of visitors as Barcelona. Um, like, Barcelona gets five times the visitors of Madrid. Wow. And I would make the argument that Madrid is every bit as beautiful, every bit as cool, every bit, in fact, more so even. Yeah. Um, it's an extraordinary city. And why do you think that is? Uh, Barcelona had that kind of marginalized quality the 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 you know the capital of a catalan expression um it's also by the sea madrid isn't yeah um it has you know so barcelona has and it's not an either or like barcelona is lovely and and it's got gaudi and it's got the picasso museum and it's got all of that about it but and madrid perhaps has more kind of classical spain was it more maybe uh culturally in our minds was it more like kind of Franco's Franco? Franco Spain yeah, yeah absolutely even though Madrid by dint of its big staunch working class population had as many supporters of the Republic mm. as Barcelona did um, but having said all of that what's interesting so Madrid's coolness comes from lots of things Um it's this was very much a city of empire. You can you walk around these grand buildings on the Paseo del Prado and by the Retiro and these incredible monuments to 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 the glory of Spanish colonialism. Mm. And and you really can feel that this at one time this was a major capital of an empire that brought in like just obscene amounts of money. Following the death of Franco, and so this is interesting. So Franco obviously was you know, it was a very kind of conservative place. Within, an, literally within three or four years of the death of Franco, Madrid, parts of Madrid, particularly around Chueca or Chambiri, these northern, inner northern suburbs, exploded in, a, in, in, a, in this kind of artistic expression. And so it became known as La Movida Madrileña. And so it's this, almost like the East Village in New York became mm. the centre for, 
for extreme expression. So anything went, you know, whether it was... And, and that's where you get, like, the likes of Almodovar, the Spanish director, is grows out of that. Yes. And so all of a sudden, it, it becomes sexually very kind of uh, open and... and Everything about it, try everything, do everything. And that became kind of a, a character of, of, of Madrid's artistic expression. Mm. Now, you know, 50 years after Franco died, well, what did he die? 75, whatever it is, the number of years later. I mean, that's become part of a PR thing now. But Madrid is still cool. It's got great nightclubs. It's got great bars. It's got great just life in general. It's also got some of the best food you'll ever eat anywhere at some of the best prices you will ever find anywhere. Let's talk about the food then. Okay, let's talk about the food before we talk about the things. So, okay, so it is, to my mind, the most underrated city in Spain when it comes to food. So Barcelona has all these great restaurants and also Catalonia had Adria's El Bulli and this, you know, molecular cuisine. And so mm. this very advanced. It's all of the country's diverse culinary traditions from, from, from Basque cuisine to Catalan cuisine to Andalusian to all find in the capital. And so I'm going to give you I, at the hotel I stayed in, I was just asking the young guy who's the general manager, can you recommend a place to eat? And he went, yeah, there's a couple of friends of mine have opened this bar. One of them is a chef. And we went up and it's really kind of just nothing from the outside. Just like really kind of nice little neighborhood bar. The food is some of the best modern tapas I've ever eaten. It's called La Burlona. And he said to me, he goes, watch out, it's a little bit expensive. My wife and I had... All the tapas we wanted, desserts, she had a couple of glasses of wine, I had fizzy drinks, water, everything. 74 euro for two people. Wow. But food, food that like if Michelin came by and said, yeah, we're going to give that a star or a bib gourmand, you wouldn't be surprised at all. Wow, that is great value. What's the name of that? La Burlona, B-U-R-L-O-N-A. And okay. it's, yeah, it's just amazing. And then, so there's, there's lots of neighborhoods that are famous. So, um, uh, La Latina, in La Latina, which is a central neighborhood, it's called Calle de la Cava Baja. And that's like famous for tapas bar. So literally every place is it. And, and it's traditional tapas, modern tapas, different kinds of tapas. Don't make the mistake that I made the first time I went a couple of years or the most recent time of yeah. I've been going a bit recently. It's like my wife and I sat down and went, yeah, I'll get three tapas. She'll get three. And the waiter laughed at us. He's like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the, the portions are massive. Oh, are they? Oh, huge, Karen. That's all. See, that's always, whenever you go to a new tapas bar or restaurant, that's always, well, the because, there's always the debate you have. What do we do? We no get disrespect one, to tapas get three here. between the two of us or two yeah, each. It's like 12 euro for like a small plate that you pop in your mouth and then it's a memory, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and whereas in Madrid, it's like the plates are big, the dishes are big okay. and they're really para compartir for sharing, you know. So a lot of the tapas is just you get one for two. And honest to God, th- like my wife and I, like, you know, we're healthy eaters. Like we're not just nibbling away at things. Three dishes is loads. Okay. And you're nice and full. Three between the two of you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So are you including Peter? With dip in that, or is that extra? The bread See, that's, is that's, extra. Okay, okay. See, I just want to get this down. Yeah, but the bread it's is always like two big, euros. This is a discussion, Fiona. I'm just trying to head this <laughs> off of the past. That it's going what to be I'm, hard. I guess what I'm saying is, is regardless of what you want, Madrid is, to my mind, the cheapest. Lisbon is a contender. The cheapest capital in Europe, Western Europe, for eating out in. Okay. Uh, what about um, before we get to places to stay? Then yes, you mentioned other yeah. things to do. Oh, then so the, beside beyond okay. the gastronomic experience. Okay. So 
Madrid is famous for its three museums, the Prado, the, the, the Reina Sofia, which is where Guernica is, and the Modern Art Museum, the Thyssen Bornemisa. Okay. And this is kind of the three, they're relatively close to each other. And like literally like the history of art from the early Middle Ages up until two weeks ago is told across these three museums. And like, like the, the Prado is famous because, you know, everything, all the greats of Spanish art from Goya to Velasquez, they're all found here. Um, the Reina Sofia, as I mentioned, is where you'll find um, Guernica and it has its own room. But it's not just yeah. Guernica. It's, it's all, it's, it's honest to God, as a standalone piece of work, it's, it's so arresting. And... Everything, the Thyssen Bornemisa is the one that is least visited or least known, but is the most surprising and the most welcoming to people who like that kind of thing. Is everything from 13th century religious art to kind of crazy 21st century creations. Um, the other thing is El Retiro. So the Parque del, del Gran Retiro, which is this just, a, it's like the central park of Madrid. And come any kind of heat. And I was there, what, last week and it was 25, 26 degrees. Okay. Go into the park, just sit down, get a picnic, sit down, just let the day go by. Honestly, it's one of the most beautiful parks. Um, you can rent a boat to go on the Estanque, which is the the, the pond or the, the, the pool in the middle. Yeah. Um, really, really beautiful. Um I mentioned earlier on is the kind of hedonistic nightlife, so what they call La Movida. So the neighborhoods to check out are Malasaña, Chueca, um, and Chamberí. These are these three neighborhoods. And it's just like, go out. And as you know, in Spain, nightlife begins at like 1 a.m., just as dinner ends. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not not great for people without, no, without good staying power. Yeah, uh, like exactly. Um, there's a couple of, look, I'm literally, I mean, this is a capital city full of great museums. The one that I will recommend, it's called the Ermita de San Antonio de la Florida. So it's a okay. hermitage and it's nondescript looking, but Goya, he painted these incredible frescoes there and very few people, relatively speaking, know about it. And it's one of those like, Really nice surprises. Uh, I didn't go this time. I have been in, in, in visits past. And it's really... But there's lots of... A bit like, for example, you can walk in Rome. You can walk into like just your average church and you're like, oh, there's a Renaissance master. Yes, I know, yeah. Under, under the, similarly in Madrid. So you'll find like... Sorry, I mentioned it's Goya in this particular instance. But like... And he just was commissioned to do these frescoes. And it's just like... So you don't have to go to the museum. You can see them in the place where they were designed for... Um, so yeah so like and that's just if you do just one museum go to the park go to, hang around a bit go walking Madrid's a great walking city yeah. you'll have a great weekend in Madrid and easy to as you said right at the outset nice and compact easy to walk between yeah, a lot of easy these places to, I mean like you know we were piling in 25 28,000 steps a day but like the metro get a car you can get like a, a 10 journey car it's such an easy system to get around you can you can go up to the nice fancy shopping neighbourhoods of North Madrid near the mm. Bernabeu Stadium and you get all the nice boutiques and it's kind of posh Madrid you can go to classical Madrid I mentioned the Plaza Mayor which is the main kind of traditional square it's the old square of of, of you know you imagine Isabel and Ferdinand arriving in on horseback into the yes. Plaza Mayor Um I'm okay. So, and and I stayed. I, you kind of want to stay a bit central. So yeah. I stayed, like literally in front of the Reina Sofia, but on the edge of another nice neighborhood called Lavapiés, which is also full of nice restaurants and and great little tapas bars. I stayed in the Hard Rock Hotel, Kieran. 
Okay. I know. And I, the thing I, is, I wasn't expecting that, John. No, and, and here's the thing, right? So this I was is, expecting um, a, a very well-pronounced Spanish name. Yes, there. Hard Rock Hotel. <laughs> and uh, I stayed in the Hard Rock. It's relatively new. I think it opened last year. Rooms from 140 euro. And honest to God, you can't get more central. It's like the Atocha, the main train station. Are the rooms kind of themed, though? See, not in the way you think. This is Arnie's glove. No, 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 no. What you have is in the hallways and down in the lobby, yes, you've got like a range of kind of like everything. What do we see? Beyond A dress worn by Beyonce, a dress worn by Ariana Grande, uh, guitars played by Spanish rock stars. Mm. The rooms are just really well kitted out. What they do have, and this is I love, I'm a bit of a musician, so they'll put an electric guitar with an amp and a set of headphones in your room. No way. You. Yeah, so you can sit away playing the guitar and with the headphones on so you're not annoying my wife. Um, or like, the, and they have like, the, the, the theme they go for is the sound of your stay. So you, you can have music based on your own tastes. Yes. Playing, like, you know, and, and these are nice little things. Lovely rooftop bar and restaurant. Uh, just a great place to stay. Really friendly staff, very cool, as you'd expect. Um, but it doesn't have... I, I always think that with Hard Rock Hotels is that they kind of got some bad publicity from Hard Rock Cafes, which always felt a bit kind of... Yes. Just a bit cheesy. Well, I was only ever in one. The one at Stephen's Green not, in Dublin. Yeah, do you not, remember that one? Yeah, of course I do. Not really... Not very. It doesn't really feel like an elegant place to stay. No. Hard Rock Hotels are very elegant. Absolutely agree with Fiona about Madrid, says one of our listeners. Criminally underrated. A little cheaper than Barcelona. The restaurants are on another level. So easy to get around. I've been three times in June and January. Different temperatures, no rain though, and always great places to go to be entertained. So lots of love for Madrid uh, on the attraction. I, I, what, I mean, even just the walking around. I mention, I'm kind of speed mentioning neighbourhoods, you know, from... Lavapiés to, to Grand Madrid. Uh, just even walk up the Paseo del Prado. The Paseo del Prado is Madrid's answer to the Champs-Élysées. So it's this beautiful yes. kind of tree-lined avenue that runs along the Prado Museum and then kind of skirts along the grand houses. I mean, and really they are the grand houses of classical Madrid. And on one side, you've got the Retiro Park. Elegance. And then you kind of take a left, walk 10 minutes and you're in the middle of a really kind of just a completely different vibe of a neighbourhood, but full of little bars and and great night that in the daytime seems absolutely forlorn and fast asleep. Come 10 o'clock at night, it's just like packed with people walking and enjoying a beer and eat. It's just it's such an exciting city. Um, and it's a city that you can visit over and over and over again and always find something new to discover, which is really, mm. that's the hallmark of a great city, is, is that you're never going to do everything it has in one or two or even ten visits. Well, we flew through an awful lot there. So yeah. as always, we'll get all of that up uh, online as quick as we can for people who are planning a trip to Madrid or having listened to that would like to plan a trip uh, to Madrid. Fionn Davenport, thank you very much. We'll talk to you at the same time next week. Tuesday Travel on the Hard Shoulder. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.